from the Pictures Out There studios. Welcome to the Pictures Out There podcast series with Dave Fogelman and Lee Stewart. Pictures Out There ties the future to the present and is a new approach for vision and action toward a better future. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Pictures Out There podcast series. I'm Lee. And I'm Dave. Nice to have you with us again today. In the podcasts to date, we have shared the Pictures Out There concept, and we've provided numerous examples for pictures for big, huge, global opportunities. Pictures of a different world around spirituality and religion. Pictures around how we view our physical selves and how we treat each other on that score. We've shared pictures for minimizing violence. We've shown how this concept can be easily and effectively applied on a worldwide, global scale. But we think the coolest part of the pictures out there concept is that pictures help everything. At the end of each of these pictures that we've shared so far, we've said, that's our picture, but equally important, what's yours? Creating bold, audacious pictures is a best option for any level, and that's what we want to talk about today. Pictures help everything, whether that level is personal, just about you and what you're trying to do with your life, whether it's about a team you're on, that can be a volunteer team, a group, a business team, any organization that you're a part of, a volunteer organization that you may be in or leading, uh, or the company you're in, or at a global or society level. And pictures helps everything for any issue, any situation, or any opportunity. As it becomes a habit, remarkably, creating pictures is very satisfying. And this may be a surprise, it's very calming. Let's explore the ideas of pictures then today at every level. We're going to do this conversationally. And now that you've heard a few of our examples of extreme global level, society level pictures, we think this will connect with you as we talk about how to apply pictures to all of these different levels. We're going to give a few examples from our own experiences. This is not to make this all about us or drown you all with our experiences, but it is to help you think through your own life situations and how the pictures concept might help you or would have helped you, or will help you. We'll talk through some examples, and then we'll ask, do you have situations like this where the use of pictures would make a difference? So let's start at a personal level. And uh, there's different ways that we can think of this. We may think of uh, the kind of person that we want to be. What's our picture for that? We may think of vocationally. What is it that we want to be doing? We may think of a picture for our relationships, the important relationships that we have, or relationships that we may not have yet that we want to have. We may create a picture for what we want to learn. We may create a picture for our hobbies or our interests. One of the role models that I had in my life uh, who is just this amazing person, and uh, I wanted to emulate them in all sorts of ways. They, they had one element that was probably one or two percent of their personality or character, but they had kind of a mean streak. And I remember at a a fairly young age wanting to emulate 
that person in all sorts of ways, but kind of making a point of, I don't want to be like this. This is something I don't want to be. And I love them, but uh, that was a change that I wanted to make. Yes. So when I think about the personal aspect and what I had hoped to learn, in my experience, in my past, those are two very interwoven concepts. Here's what I mean by that. I idolized a great uncle of mine who was a career educator. And he was always very empowering of me, even as a child of seven, eight, nine years old, saying, you can be whatever you want to be. Prepare yourself for greatness, okay? Well, an eight-year-old doesn't really understand that, not intellectually, but I certainly understood it viscerally. So here I sit 50, 60 years later. I am a lifelong learner. I will continue to engage in learning for all my days on this earth. For me, so much of my identity is wrapped up in those early instructions and advice from my great uncle Charlie about the one thing that life provides you is an opportunity for continuous learning and just be open to it. So I wanted to emulate him, but at some point in adolescence or young adulthood, it became my own thing, right? Yeah, and we and we will sometimes use other words to describe that experience uh, that they were my model they were a great example for me what's actually happening at that time though is a picture is getting created in your mind of what you will look like and in that situation and I think those are great examples of how powerful this concept is to this day uh, on occasion I'll say remain curious now that's a word picture for me. Just I don't know that I could draw a picture of curiosity. I probably could, but remain curious for me as a prompt that says, learning is at your core. Make sure that you continue to learn. So let's reset here for just a moment, listeners. Uh, you can, and we hope that you will, create pictures at an individual level for yourselves. A picture might be, in Dave's earlier example, I want to be a kind person. In another example, I want to remain a curious person. Those are very powerful examples of powerful pictures that you can create if you choose to. And those pictures can relate to the relationships that you want to have. So you can think through the picture of the kind of friends that you want to have, who a significant other relationship might be. You can take that as well to hobbies and interests that you want to develop over time. All of these things are facilitated by the creation of a clear picture that you have in your mind that then becomes your map, your mile marker to achieve that. Let's go on to to another level. Teams, groups we're in, these may be business teams, they may be volunteer teams, they may be groups of friends, all of that. Uh, You can have a picture in your mind of what you want that experience to be. So in my business life, uh, I'm on a team that consists of about eight or nine individuals. I think collectively, we all hope for the same thing. But it began with a picture, which was, we are going to be intellectually honest with one another. Now that's very, very important in education in the university system. But further on an interpersonal level, when you've committed to one another that you're always going to be intellectually honest, there's no deceit, there's no miscommunication. What occurs is accidental miscommunication gets clarified and understood immediately. Conflict becomes nothing more than the passionate pursuit of truth and the exploration of varying and differing ideas. So at our team level, what we prize is intellectual honesty with one another at all times. So it's great to paint a picture at what I'll call a functional level. Example might be, 
I want to be the best accountant in the history of accountancy. I want to be the best customer service representative there ever was. Those are great pictures. But you may also paint a picture that's more of an abstraction, like the one I just shared. We're going to be intellectually honest with each other. Well, that's conceptual rather than functional. The point is that all of those pictures are worthy, and all of them will stimulate you to greater pursuits. One of the things that I came on early in my work career uh, that uh, absolutely translated into my friendships and into other things was having a picture of myself as a great teammate and a great collaborator and, and trying to do my best to, to put the we before the I. And uh, so that's a picture that I had in my mind that was both the picture of teams I was on and also of my own contribution to those teams. And then as I would get in situations where I was, quote, the team leader, uh, I would try to make sure that, that that notion of being a great collaborator was instilled. And one of the pictures that I came up with that I would speak about pretty frequently with people is, you know, conflict can be a very, very good thing. Conflict is really the opportunity to create glue and trust if you handle it right. And so I had a principle that I would tell my work teams of when, it, when a conflict comes up that needs to be addressed, address it. But you have to leave each conflict with, uh, with the trust and the relationship with those other parties better or at least the same as it was before. And uh, so that was a great picture that I had in my mind. Uh, and so pictures, as we're talking about them, can describe here's the, here's the day-to-day kind of interactions that we're going to have. Yes. And here's the picture that I want to have of how those interactions go and what we go do. And as the interaction is happening, I have that picture in my mind and I stay true to that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the key point that Dave just makes, pictures can be on a day-to-day routine basis, right? They don't have to be sometime out in the future. Oh, we're aspiring to this. Well, how about if we aspire to it with our day-to-day interactions? Okay, Lee, let's move on to social groups and friends. I certainly had a picture in my mind uh, fairly early in my life about wanting to have uh, a lot of uh, diversity and people that I met or had as friends or socialized with. Uh, people from different backgrounds has always been very interesting to me. I always learned something from that. And people with different interests. And so I've always liked the blend of, of people who, who, yeah, I share some common interests with or some common things for us to talk about or we've had some shared experiences, but also have just always loved learning. And, and meeting new people and that type of thing. So that's been a fairly consistent picture of mine in terms of social groups and friends. So with me, my sphere of friends is probably not as diverse, frankly, as I wish that it would be. And that's no one's fault but my own. But let me tell you how I've kind of mitigated against that through the years. Joining civic organizations, serving on boards of directors of community organizations, things of that nature, For me, that has been a really excellent way to expose myself to people from various backgrounds, various professional backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds, where they came from in the world. Uh, For me, I have a circle of friends, but then I try to extend that and enrich that uh, through involvement in community organizations where there tends to be a greater diversity. Okay, want to also talk about family. I think the one point I would raise here is that it has always been in my mind in terms of the family that I was going to be a part of creating. 
that uh, everybody in that family would know that they are unconditionally loved. And I'm not sure I have a, another picture other than that that's really about it because family and what happens day to day, my gosh, every, every day is a new day and things happen to different family members. I just always wanted to make sure that the people in my family knew every day, hour, minute, that I unconditionally love them. And so that's, that's kind of always been my clearest picture. Mine is the same. I would add to it that when I was in undergraduate school, I had a roommate, and he was a very, very unhappy young man. And I understood why eventually, because his father had been a physician, and his father had basically commanded my friend and roommate that he too would be a physician professionally. Guess what? My friend had no interest in medicine. Uh, He had more artistic interests. So I was 18 or 19 years old when I came to that realization. Connecting it back to family, I've been convinced since that moment. When I become a father and when my children reach adulthood, I was never going to have any message to them other than go be what you want to be. Go do what you want to do. I have absolutely no expectations for what you will do. My expectation is that you will be happy. That's job one. And oh, by the way, that's underpinned by unconditional love. My father, actually, to the point you were making, Lee, he would sometimes jokingly or half jokingly say, you know, if you follow me vocationally, I'll hunt you down, (laughs) (laughs) which was his way of making the point that that you're describing, Lee, which is you, you go live your own life and that's yours to make. Okay, let's move on to organizations and companies, places where we work, places where we volunteer. We've touched on this a little bit, but let's more pointedly talk about it maybe at that bigger level. So there's a variety of organizations that we are a part of. And one of the things that came up to me, it's very common for an organization or a company to have a mission statement or a vision statement. Uh, I think the point that we would be making for that in the context of pictures is those typically are not nearly bold enough. They're not nearly audacious enough uh, that companies and organizations would be shocked if they understood how powerful it would be if they would make all of that more bold and audacious. And I think one of the things that really works against that is if you guys remember the podcast that we did early on, here's all the reasons not to do pictures. One of the biggest things that we talked about then that I'll bring up again is this notion of having to confirm short-term success. You know, you get performance reviews every year or you have to send out the company or organization report every year. Having a bold, audacious picture that typically will be years in the making, that is a longer journey, the patience for that lots of times isn't very great and so we kind of go god i gotta i have to show something you know that i did this last year and or the next year and so let me really pare this this uh, ambition down to something that i know i'll be able to check the box on and so we just end up shortcutting and chopping at the knees our own ability to imaginatively and creatively come up with ambitious pictures As a consultant over the last 15, 16 years, I think I've been involved in the development of about 250 strategic plans. Now, strategic plan is corporate speak for a picture, okay? Dave has done a good job of emphasizing the terms bold and audacious, 
I would add to that term vivid. And what I mean by vivid is no organization's 23-point strategic plan is vivid. First of all, it's textual-based. It's narrative. It doesn't capture the imagination like a picture does. So I try to coax organizations to say, create a picture, which is the destination at which you would like to arrive. What might that be? We're best in class in our industry. Okay, let's talk a little bit about what that looks like, but let's don't talk too much about it. Let's don't talk about 47 points of strategic objectives on how we would attain that. When you couple that thinking, which is pervasive in organizations with what Dave described at individual performance assessments, then week by week, month by month, year by year, what could be a bold, audacious, vivid picture gets whittled down to a couple of bullet points on some performance management system somewhere. Think about your own organizations or companies that you're a part of. And again, that's wide open. Community organizations, churches, PTAs. All of it. And think about what your wildest dreams are for those organizations that you're a part of. Think about uh, what may be stated today as, you know, the vision or the plan And think about whether or not that's as bold or as audacious as it can be. One of the things we've talked about throughout this is the power of one, the power of you as an individual, not only influencing your own life, but influencing groups, teams, organizations that you're a part of. One person can get the ball rolling on huge change for big organizations, for big cultures. The biggest hindrances to life satisfaction may be that we don't always dream big enough or that we don't act on our truest dreams or that we view success as some kind of specific result instead of viewing success as taking the first step and then the next step on the journey toward our true dreams. And we are looking forward to hearing from you about your pictures. We have set up communities so that concepts can be nurtured and grown and so that these concepts can evolve through all of our contributions and dreams. We anticipate including interviews with some of you on future podcasts in 2022 and beyond so that you can all share your pictures, perspectives, and ideals with the rest of us. All of that sharing will give us all new thoughts and ideas that we in turn can apply to our pictures in our lives. And so we have a community set up on Facebook and on Twitter and on LinkedIn. Uh, We certainly do invite you all to participate in those. And there's vehicles on our websites for you all to contact us and share your pictures. And uh, we're very, very interested in hearing about that. Everyone's story matters. Everybody has an interesting story. And here's a frequently asked question. Is there a best way to share my picture? The answer is no. (laughs) There's no template. Share it as you wish. Share it as it exists in your mind and in your heart, and that will work for us. Share it in your own words, in your own way. So all of this starts with each of us and our own initiative and our own dreams and our own pictures. We thought it would be interesting to uh, share some, some quotes that have been meaningful to us that we think underscore the power of the individual and the power of making that choice to be bold and audacious with our lives and with our pictures. 
Uh, one of the quotes that's very meaningful to me is a quote from Mahatma Gandhi. Lee, do you want to read that one? Yes, Mahatma Gandhi, Bapu, to his followers, Bapu meaning father. We but mirror the world. All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found in the world of our body. If we could change ourselves, the tendencies in the world would also change. As a man changes his own nature, so does the attitude of the world change toward him. This is the divine mystery supreme. A wonderful thing it is, and the source of our happiness. We need not wait to see what others do. It's a crossroads moment to back off from that feeling and kind of go, no, I really don't believe I have that power. That's a personal choice that we can make. Then you have this power that is still within you that's dormant, that you're just choosing to not go use because it is there. It's there with everyone. Everyone, yeah. The concluding sentence of the Gandhi quote, I'm going to read it again because it is most resonant for me, which is, we need not wait to see what others do. Wow. The power is within us. We can choose to activate it whenever. It's not dependent on any external circumstance. Here's a a quote from uh, the wonderful writer, uh, Marianne Evans, who uh, wrote under the pen name George Eliot. Years ago, you may know Silas Marner and other wonderful books that she wrote. Uh, Her quote is, It is never too late to be what we might have been. We all struggle at times, uh, or maybe all the time, with feeling like we are prisoner to all the actions and things and people we have been. And I think the point of this quote is just saying, you know, to whatever degree you are prisoner to that, you're a prisoner of your own device. There is nothing in life that is prescribing that you have to feel like you're a prisoner to any of the yous that you have been before. So let's conclude by reinforcing the following. Pictures can help everything. Dave and I have spent some time with you today talking about creating pictures at an individual level, at a family level, at an organizational level, a team level, a group level. Pictures work at every single level. They can help everything. So here's a quick tip. Create a picture or several pictures for yourself personally. Then do it for groups or teams of which you're a part of or perhaps that you lead. Then push yourself hard to be even more ambitious, bolder, more vivid in the creation of those pictures. Then think through what your very first step would be. And then guess what? Go do that first step. Do it with a smile. Do it with joy. Do it with the recognition that your journey to achieve those dreams has just begun. So remember, pictures help everything. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining our podcast today. For more information about Pictures Out There products, services, and communities, Or to contact us, please visit us at picturesoutthere.com or reach out to us on Twitter at the handle at pixoutthere. You can also find us on Facebook. Please join us for our next podcast. We hope you have the day of your dreams.